What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. I just have to say I love that intro. I've listened to it probably about 250 times, and I it's just I love it. I love it. So thank you to the very talented voiceover artist at TogiNet who provided that for me because I'm just never tired of it. What can I say? Anyway, didn't mean to open the show with that statement. I just thought it'd be fun. We're here to discuss something a little bit more serious than that. How many of you moms or dads out there feel guilty from time to time? Yeah, if you're not raising your hand, I think you're probably not not telling me the truth because I think every parent goes through bouts of guilt, especially working parents and especially to moms. And I say moms only because I mostly work with moms uh, or female entrepreneurs who are working out of their home office. And uh, so so I, I just have to place this caveat on this show that this is meant for working parents, but I'm going to speak a lot to working moms because they are the people I'm most familiar with. So I'm not leaving you dads out. I think that a lot of this is going to resonate with you too, dad. And, um, and so just please don't... Uh, think that I'm playing favorites or accusing moms of being more sensitive than dads because I think as parents, we're all sensitive about our children. So now that that, that little disclaimer is out there, um, I'm going to get going on this topic because, you know, there are easier ways to parent and run a business. You don't have to have the guilt and you can let go of it. And let's define it first. Let's take a real look at guilt. And it does serve a purpose. And so sometimes guilt is wholly appropriate. But unfortunately, it's kind of evolved into a, a very, very messy emotion. And and it holds us back. It holds us back from being happy, holds us back from building successful businesses. Uh, it, it creeps in. Memories creep in and can just have a horrible effect on you years and years after you raise your children. So this is an important thing to address and kind of get into perspective now. Guilt is that nagging sensation that we have um, not done all that we can or quote unquote should do that somehow we've shortchanged ourselves and the people we love because something that we could have or should have avoided or done better or done differently is really plaguing our minds. And despite our best efforts, we, we sometimes find ourselves in deep states of regret or guilt about things that could have, should have been, right? Now, guilt is an emotional warning sign that most people learn through their normal childhood social development, okay? Its real purpose is to let us know 
when we've done something that we deem wrong and to help us develop a better sense of our behavior and how it affects ourselves and others. Now, guilt prompts us to re-examine our behavior so that we don't end up making the same mistake twice. But when we use that emotion to beat up on ourselves because we have an often inaccurate view of something that we should have done differently or not at all, guilt is very damaging. And not just to you. Guilt is damaging to your family and your loved ones and your employees and really virtually everyone around you who you care about. Strangely enough, guilt often results in our pushing away our loved ones because we're guilty. We can't. We can't talk about it. So we have that shame or, you know, on, on the opposite spectrum, it, it can end up when we have grand expectations of others when we want to make up for lost time or soothe our guilt in some way and they aren't in the mood to participate. In fact, I had this happen to a client very recently. She had been feeling guilty about not spending enough time with her children. And so we worked on that and we came up with some little things that, you know, first of all, of course, we shifted perspective and we got everything into perspective. And then we came up with some things that she could have control over and that she could actually change in her life. And she decided that that weekend was going to be a nice, cozy weekend with the family and she wasn't going to work and they were going to do wonderful things together and have fun together and have a game night and and make popcorn. And she planned, planned this whole big weekend outside of the session, mind you, for her family. And you know what? They didn't want to play games. They didn't want to um, sit down at the dinner table as a family because they're not accustomed to it. They didn't want to go to the park together. They didn't want to go. You know, they didn't want to do all of these things that she had planned uh, to soothe her guilt. So, you know, it can just it just has this explosive effect on our life that is unhealthy for everyone. So oftentimes, parents will decide when they have their their first child, uh, typically their first, but it can happen after the second or the third, that mom or dad is going to stay home, right? And that they're finally going to pursue their entrepreneurial dream. And so with these visions of having the best of both worlds, Many parents make that decision to pursue that dream while raising a family with one parent at home. And, you know, of course, it's it's perfect since mom can maintain a schedule that allows her to see her child, see to her child's every need and witness every milestone and not miss a thing all while running this this beautiful, fabulous, thriving business that's contributing to the household. Right. No, wrong. Wrong. That's the fairy tale perspective of someone who has not done it yet. Of course it is. <laughs> the truth is more like this. There are so many days, probably more than not, that fall short of that, that perfect goal, that, that expectation that we have when, when you're juggling a family and a business. And so the result is that parental guilt. And it can pile on and on and just get bigger and uglier as the years go by. So I feel very, very qualified to speak about this on a number of different levels, but on a personal level, because I have realized in the last few years how much time 
I have wasted in my life and how much energy I have wasted in my life spending in that that mommy guilt place. Oh gosh, I have these memories now that my children are adults. They're they're 28-year-old twins, girls, and um you know, I look back at these memories and I I kind of see their childhood as me rushing them through it. Hurry, do this. Hurry, we don't have time for that. Hurry, get your shoes on. Aren't you ready yet? Let's go. You know, and that's kind of how I see their childhood. And so, of course, I've been hanging, having pangs of guilt. Now, fortunately, I'm not someone who becomes totally absorbed in, in those kinds of emotions because obviously, you know, with my work and training and such, I'm I'm, you know, like to think that I'm more involved, evolved rather, but um, I don't get hung up on it, but it's still there. And so if it's there, it's holding me back from something and I don't like that. So you know what I decided to do? I decided to have a discussion with my girls. I decided to ask them what their perspective of their childhood is and if they could list a few words or a sentence or two that would sum up me as a mom, then what would that be? And, you know, I thought they might be shy and I thought, oh, gosh, I'm really putting them on the spot because what if they do have these negative memories? You know what? Neither of the girls hesitated. And I did this separately. I, I didn't sit them down together um, because my one daughter lives in California in San Jose. So... So both of them had really fascinating things to say. Uh, they both brought up the fact, because I was widowed at, uh, when the girls were only eight years old and they didn't have a daddy from, from that point forward, um, both of them brought up the fact that I did an outstanding job as a mom and a dad. And, and of course, that made me cry. I was so grateful for that. So, so that was really cool. Both of them had the perspective that we did so many cool things and that they were encouraged to be creative and to play and to have fun and that they really had a wonderful childhood. And both of them brought up their feeling that their friends on the block thought I was like the coolest mom around. And, you know, I was able to kind of shift my memory or alter my memory of their childhood through these discussions. So I feel very, very confident in offering this advice when I say, if you're going to judge your parenting skills, do not do it until your kids are old enough to offer a viewpoint that's probably much more accurate than your own. Okay, remember that. Don't judge your parenting skills. I mean, yes, sometimes we need an appropriate um, adjustment to how we're doing things. Absolutely. I work with tons of entrepreneurs who are not spending enough time with their family and uh, who are not present, more importantly, when they're with their family. And those two things are, are huge mistakes that you will regret later. So remember what I said earlier on about guilt being that emotional warning sign that you know, we've done something that we deem wrong and that may be hurtful to someone else. So the first thing you have to do is separate out the reality. Okay. Separate out, um, 
what you think you're doing wrong and what maybe really could have a negative impact on your family. And you can do that by speaking with a therapist or a coach or a really, really wise friend or if you're close with one of your parents or both of your parents, even speaking with them about it can be most helpful. So this is our first step and we're going to talk more about some other steps that you can take in, you know, really finding a more balanced life. And I I do use that word loosely because I don't believe in total life balance. And as a coach, you may be surprised to hear that, but that is true. But to have a more balanced life, more productive business, and certainly a happier family. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about my tips and more. And you're going to learn to let go of that guilt because, honey, you don't need to hang on to that stuff, okay? We got a deal. This is Marla Tabaka. You'll find me at Marla Tabaka. Dot com. We'll be right back. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Then join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget on TogiNet Wednesday nights, 9, 8 central. Do you want to recreate a truly connected relationship or wonder, how do I tell my kids about things? Join Lou Paget, one of the world's best-selling authors in the field of sexuality, a certified sex educator and sought-after expert for all media and her renowned expert guests as they discuss anything and everything about sex that impacts our lives and our families' lives. For more on Lou, check out her website, loupaget.com. This is the show where the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health can finally give you the answer to that question. Join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget, Wednesday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Do you want to get a contact high? Tune in for fun, inspiration, and motivation every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Learn how to maximize your mojo and just say no to the status quo. Get inspired and motivated by a fun-loving coach who knows what it's like to get through this thing called life. With your High on Life coach, Audra Irwin, each Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today talking about that monkey on your back, that parental guilt that at one time or another plagues the life of probably every parent alive. Well, every parent with a conscious anyway. 
Uh, and going into break, I said something about life balance, and I want to explain that a little bit. Um, I, I said that I really don't believe in perfect life balance, that there is no such thing. And many coaches would, would, uh, fight back on that with me, would, would push back. Um, but I'll tell you what, the truth is, especially if you're an entrepreneur or you have a job and you're raising a family, that there are times when it's going to feel like there absolutely is no balance. And so you do the best that you can. You remain aware. You remain present in whatever activity that you are partaking in. And you make sure to schedule times where you can bring that balance in like vacations and weekends and evenings and days off and things like that. Um, when you're an entrepreneur and you do things like I do, so if you're a speaker or a consultant or a coach, you know, you're probably doing a lot of other things. You're maybe writing your books, maybe creating your programs, maybe um, preparing for really, really important speeches. You know, during those times, you you might just need to kind of go into seclusion for a while. And I don't mean run away and stay in a log cabin and leave your family behind, but you might be working eight, 10, and 12-hour days for a little while until you can get the, the crux of that under control. And that doesn't feel like balance at all, but sometimes you need to go that direction in order to achieve your dreams, right, realistically. So life balance to me is when... We find that intersection between the the crazy, harried professional and the mom or dad that we are and our families. And that intersection isn't necessarily always available to us. And so we can go in and out of it. And I think that that is perfectly normal, perfectly acceptable. And I believe that people who strive for perfect balance or perfection in any way are really only setting themselves up to fail because perfection is not human. And um, this is a whole other topic that we'll have to do someday. But I just want you to keep that in mind as we're going through these tips that I'm offering you today about shedding some of that parental guilt, okay? So the first thing you can do is is be flexible. Be flexible in your plan because the best laid plans, really, when you're a parent, especially when you have young kids, the best laid plans have only about a 50% chance of survival if you're lucky, Okay, so, you know, when you're home and and your first grader stays home sick on the day that you're scheduled to visit that top client or speak to an investor or or whatever it is, you've got this important thing or all these important things lined up or your schedule is just chocked full. Don't waste energy stressing out about the fact that your first grader's home, okay? Have plans in place. Instead of being in a state of panic over an unexpected turn of events, okay, because that is just going to keep you from thinking clearly and it will cause your brain to block out the most obvious solutions, try to have your solutions pre-prepared, okay? So think ahead about things that can go wrong when you have kids. Think ahead about having to stop work for 30 or 40 minutes to go run to school because Johnny forgot his lunch or because he's at the nurse and wants to come home. You know, 
what, how can you resolve those things? Do you have a mom or a dad or a brother or a sister who live close who can help out? Do you have an assistant who can take over some of your, your work, um, so that you can spend more time with your child that day when he or she needs you the most? You know, try and plan things out a little bit, but skip over the panic stage because it doesn't do you any good. Okay. So, when you get that phone call, let's just make up a scenario here. You get that phone call and, you know, when my kids were very small, I was in my career at corporate and I was downtown an hour and a half away from home. And so, boy, when I got that call that Lauren is in with the nurse and really feels she needs to come home, my heart would just start pounding like, what am I going to do? I can't leave work. You know, where, you know, but I learned quickly that that wasn't going to get me anywhere. And so skip over the panic stage and go right to the solutions stage. And if you have a list of options already prepared, it makes it easier. Now, sometimes there are no options but for you to drop everything and run. Um, So that, you know, you just have to go to the acceptance stage of that. And it's really rare that there's anything that can't be fixed in business, okay? So you can fix that. If you have a meeting lined up, you can fix that. Most people are going to understand, okay? And if they don't, they're probably not people you want to do business with. Now, with that said, I want to also stress that you can't necessarily do this all the time, especially to the same people. So do watch yourself. But you'll feel more... uh in control, if you will, uh, you'll feel more poised, you'll feel more um, focused in getting things done when you just skip over that panic stage. Also, when I say be flexible, oftentimes parents go into this move with a plan. And it's going to look something like this. Mom is going to spend all of her time with the baby every day while dad is at work or vice versa. And then at night, he or she is going to sit up until the wee hours running their business and taking care of their business needs. And then every Saturday from, you know, maybe after breakfast until dinner time, they're going to spend secluded in their office to run their business. And woohoo, isn't that just going to be wonderful and easy? And, you know, we're going to have all this money flowing into the household. Mm, Yeah, wake up call. I've never seen that work. Okay. I've never in all my years of coaching worked with a parent that it actually pans out that way. Okay. Because you're exhausted by five o'clock, especially if you have one or two children running around. So, you know, there are two ways to look at this and there's not a right or a wrong. You have to look at what you want and you know, what you really feel is best for your child or children, not, not from a guilty perspective, but, and not to go to extremes. Okay. So you have the two choices of, of, of really staying at home and being a full-time parent and understanding that your business is going to grow very slowly and accepting that and being realistic in your goals or to kind of change the direction of the ship and accept help in in childcare or babysitting or a family member coming over three times a week or something like that. And I've worked with a lot of moms who are very resistant to that idea. Um, but they have eventually gone in that direction and not one single one of them has ever said, oh, I regret that. Uh, 
because they find that their child is more socialized when they're actually experiencing other people and especially if other children are around. I'm not saying this is the right way to raise your child. Again, there's no right or wrong way. There's your way, whatever that is. But I'm just saying you got to be flexible, be bendy like Gumby, okay, and understand that there are other possibilities out there that may not feel right at first, but if you explore them further, even experiment with them, remember, no decision has to be permanent. So let's say you decide to hire a nanny to come over three days a week. You're still at home. You can still have lunch with your child. You can still do some really great stuff. If you don't like it after six months or three months or after you've given it a fair shake, then you stop. Right. And you go back to the other way of doing things if you decide that's better or a different way of doing things. So remember not to get stuck. I've seen a lot of parents get stuck in that stubborn phase and it's gone the other way, too, where, you know, they they go through this. Well, when I have a child, you know, he or she's going to have to be in daycare eight hours a day because I need to run my business. And that's just how it's going to be. And I've, I've seen them go in that opposite direction of, gosh, you know what? I'm only doing that two or three times a week because. Because I'm, I'm, I have this business for a reason, and part of that reason is to create freedom for my family, and I want to spend more time with my child. So we see it going in both directions. Just be flexible. And so we've already talked a little bit about this, but step number two, or, or you know, perspective number two, whatever you want to call it, tip number two is be realistic. Be again realistic when you set your goals. And, um, you know, I have a lot of clients come into sessions and they tell me that they're very disappointed because they haven't achieved much during the week. And so we go right into a little, a little, um, exercise, right? I ask them, okay, what did you achieve this week? And I write the list down. I I type it down while they're telling me. And then I read it back to them. And there's one of two things that always happens. Either there is dead silence on the phone because they've gone into silent reflection or they laugh hysterically. (laughs) They say, I can't believe I did all that stuff. Oh, my gosh, I'm amazing. Okay, the reality is that if you keep track of your tasks and you scratch those off and you look at what you've achieved, and especially if you keep track of both personal and work-related tasks, you are going to blow yourself away at what you can achieve, okay? The perspective drastically shifts once you realize how much you get done and once you see it in front of you or hear someone recite it back to you that those lines between expectation and reality become blurred when you make a to-do list a mile long though and think that you should get it done immediately. So create realistic deadlines, be real about what you're achieving and be real about what is possible for you. And, you know, in a lot of cases, that means making that to-do list and tearing it in half or less. I mean, gosh, and I'm guilty of this as as the next person. I will sit down at the end of the day and say, I can't believe that's all I got done. But then I practice my own medicine and it always, always works. So when we come back from this break, we're going to look at a few more tips and a little bit of a different perspective on guilt and uh, and why it's so important for you to really, really, really work on this and 
and to, to just bring this problem to the surface and get it resolved. And it doesn't get resolved once and for all, ever, okay? This is something you have to continually work on and be very, very aware about. So you'll see some notes on this topic at my article on Inc.com. So Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. And so you don't have to take detailed notes here. Just go on over there and give us a visit. We'll be right back. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. It's coming. You better believe it's coming. Oh, yes. Tylernet Radio is about to start giving away some awesome stuff from sponsors like Walmart, Red Pedal Salon, Geek World, Air Science and Dome Theater, Tours of Tyler, Regal Cinemas, and much, much more. All you have to do is tune in between 1 and 2 p.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and when you hear the ad with this music, call in to 903-787-5880. Be the night caller, and you walk away with the loot. The fun begins on February 10th. Tell a friend, tell your family, telegraph, the world tuesdays and thursdays between 1 and 2 p.m on tylernetradio.com are you looking for something more in your life or business more success more stability more happiness it's all out there waiting for you but it doesn't just happen you've got to go get it make it happen with michelle mccullough where motivation and strategy intersect michelle is a serial entrepreneur acclaimed speaker and the woohoo radio network's resident business and success strategist michelle has the smart strategies and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level you've got big dreams you've got big vision now it's time for you to make it happen welcome back to the million dollar mindset if you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And I am always, always thrilled to hear from you. So please reach out to me if you have an idea for a show or you'd like to be a guest on my show here at TogiNet. Um, if you're a regular listener, you know that I don't take on too many guests. And I, I just enjoy presenting my own material. But I do like to have a guest or two every month. And uh, and so, you know, if you're an author or 
you you have experience in helping people and you find that your topic is appropriate to the million dollar mindset please feel free to reach out and if you are looking to improve your business and make more money um or improve your life in some way i may be the coach for you but we don't know that so because of that i offer a complimentary consultation and i'd love for you to take me up on that to 20 minute consultation so that we can speak very honestly about what's going on in your life and business and I will truthfully and honestly uh, tell you whether or not I believe I can help you because your success as a client is my success. So I don't take on anyone that I don't resonate with or they don't resonate with me or that I don't feel very confident I can help. So I give you that assurance. So contact me through my website at Marla Tabaka, T-A-B-A-K-A dot com. And uh, come on on the phone. We do this all virtually, by the, by the way. And uh, we'll have a chat. We'll talk about it. So this next tip. Okay, so so far, uh, we've got be flexible and be realistic. This next one is something you're hearing a lot about lately. And unfortunately... Many people don't really get it. They don't really know what it means because they don't stop to think about it. And because many authors who are throwing around this word don't explain what it means. So I'm going to do that today. It is very simply be present. Okay. Presence simply means giving whatever it is that you're doing at the time where you're, whether you're peeling a carrot or driving to work or being with your child or focusing on a client, whatever it is that you're doing at the time to give it your total attention. Now, driving is a little eh because you know our minds always drift when we drive, and and I, I think that that's probably okay to some degree. But you know when you're doing an activity, and especially when you're with someone else, you want to give it your total attention. Now, if you start, you you may be saying, "Well, I do, I do," but I promise you that unless you practice meditation and yoga and mindfulness, and some you know mindfulness is, is another word that a lot of people don't explain, so I'll do that too. But um, if you don't have a mindfulness practice, it's doubtful that you are 100% present. And even if you do, it's doubtful that you're 100% present at all times. It's something, you know, our minds yo-yo, so we have to call it back in. So pay attention and play this little game the next time you're with your child and you start thinking of something other than what that child is saying or doing or what you are saying or doing with he or she, then then just kind of tick it off on a finger, you know, raise a finger. And over maybe 10 minutes, keep track of how often your mind goes to something else. And you'll be you'll run out of fingers more than likely, okay? So the best gift you can give yourself and your family is your total attention. Breaking the pattern of drifting minds is not easy, but you can do it. And when you do, your guilt is going to subside. I'll tell you what, it really will. It'll allow your productivity levels to rise and your stress levels to go down. Okay, so how do you be present? Well, the earlier suggestion was one thing. Um, I like to, this doesn't work for everyone, but I'm very, very visual and I love the sound of the ocean. I'm not a water nut, but there's just something about the sound of the ocean that I love. And so when I get a thought coming in that I don't feel is there at an appropriate time, then I just kind of 
let it ride out on an ocean wave in my mind's eye very quickly. It takes a second and I just see it out there letting it go, but knowing that it can come back in. You know, it can come back in on the next wave when I'm ready for it. So sort of like surfing, you know, you don't want to take that wave, don't take it. But, you know, know, there's going to be another one coming. So, so do that. Be present. Stay engaged with your child. Stay engaged with your significant other, whoever it is, your client. Stay there and focus on their words, focus on their mannerisms. And you will find that you're going to feel better about yourself and you're going to garner far better results in everything you do too. So one of the tricks that that I have taught many people that worked so well for me in dealing with my children when they were young, and I learned this from an expert, is that when you want to really get through with your to your child on something important, to actually kneel down or sit down so you're eye level with them, and to look them right in the eye and communicate whatever it is. It makes such a difference than saying, Johnny, I've told you a hundred times to get your shoes on. We have to get to Aunt Tilly's right away, you know, and he, you're yelling and he's in the other room. If you go in there and, and you sit down in front of your child and look eye to eye and say, you need to get your shoes on now because, you know, we don't want to miss the fun at Antilles. You will see an immediate response in most cases. So eye contact is so important. Letting those those thoughts, no matter how important you think they are, letting them just go away because they don't serve you. They don't serve you now. They're not going to bring with them any solutions when you are doing something else. So just let them drift and be focused and be present. And I said the word mindfulness practice, the words mindfulness practice earlier while we're explaining these words in case you're not attuned to them. It is exactly that. It is exactly learning the art of being present as often as possible. And again, there's no perfection. It is meditating in some way. And there are thousands of ways to meditate. You can research that and find the one that works for you. It is having some connection with a source or or a power or an energy that is is greater than you alone, okay? Uh, Whether that is is God, spirit, source, universe, whatever you like to call it, Um, it, it doesn't matter. But there's, there's something larger than us here, and it is having that connection. So, you know, mindfulness is just having that mindful connection with the things that still your mind, allow your body to relax, and allow you to feel very present, okay? So number four is being willing to put yourself first. And I don't mean this in some, you know, selfish kind of a way, but unfortunately, many, many, many people, and again, I, I work a lot with women while I do have about 30% of my client base is men, um, our focus is usually very different than it is, uh, with women in my practice. And so I'm speaking about women here more than men when I say this. Okay. But A lot of people feel that putting themselves first before their children, before their spouse, is selfish. And it comes back to deservability issues and guilt issues and a misunderstanding of what it means to put yourself first. And I think, and you've heard this comparison before, I think the airlines say it best when they say, please put on your own oxygen mask before assisting those around you. 
Why do you think that is? Think about it a minute. Because you're not any help to them if you're dead. Okay. So, and I'm not saying you're going to die if you don't put yourself first, but if you are not in that stage of peak performance, if you are not healthy, if you are not well rested, if you don't have time or give yourself time, because there's always time in my mind to exercise and eat properly, then you can't help your family and your friends and your business to your fullest and maximum potential, okay? It is just the opposite of being selfish. Selfish is this. Selfish is being so exhausted that you can't be the fun and attentive and the loving and caring parent that you want to be. It's refusing to let your spouse know what your needs are because you think that's selfish. And and so you leave them out in the cold and, and they don't know what's going on with you. That's selfish. Selfish is ignoring your health and your well-being to the point that you lash out and lose patience with those you love. You don't feel good. You don't have energy. Okay, That's selfish. When you really stop and think about it, that's more a, a better definition for selfishness. So put yourself first. And, and here's, here's a few things that, that you can do. Um, and, and I'm not saying to, to neglect your friends or family or business, not at all, but you have to make sure to schedule in time for you. And if you are at all a follower of Brendan Burchard, um, he is an amazing, amazing thought leader and speaker and motivational presence. And he really, really works on this peak performance stuff with his clients and his audience. And I've been to his, his uh, conference and it's just amazing. And he and all of his, uh, anyone he brings up on the stage, which are amazing, wealthy, successful people, will say that scheduling time for you is the most important thing you can do. He takes three hours every morning and he doesn't get up at 4 a.m. to do it. He gets eight hours worth of sleep and takes three hours in the morning before he even turns his mind to his business. So he does his exercises, he eats a healthy healthy breakfast, he spends time with his wife, uh, he does a workout, you know, a meditation, all of this before starting his work day. And it's amazing what a difference that will make in your life. So find, you know, if you have to start with a half hour, start with a half hour, whatever it is. But definitely make time, especially in the morning, to be with yourself a little while before having to pay attention to the kids. And that does mean setting the alarm a little earlier when you have children. I know that. So we're going to stay realistic here. So... We have a few more tips, and we're going to do that in what is already the final segment of the show. And again, you can find me at MarlaTabaka.com and over on Inc. at Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. I love to hear from you and hear your perspectives and your ideas and uh, and and to chat if you're truly interested in coaching. So we are going into the final break of the show, and um, I have three more tips for you when we come back. So we're going to have to make it through those. So I look forward to that. This is Marla Tabaka. We'll be right back.
unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Shh, listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Familia, faith, identity, tradición. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramática. So how do you coexist between the old-school ways of La Abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoda, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for mas. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values, to religion, to, you guessed it, relationships and men. As chief everything officer at the Wow Factor, Francesca is passionate about showing women of all cultures, ages, and lifestyles how to rock what they've got with style, sass, and smarts. Be sure to join her every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Living Latina, only on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And this is just such an important topic because mommy or daddy guilt, that parental guilt can keep you from achieving the things, including happiness, that are most important to you. And I see it all the time. I see how it gets in the way of that and of growing a successful business. If you're preoccupied with guilt, what happens? That stress downloads and you're in that fight or flight place or you're trying to rush through things all the time because you're you're uh, preoccupied and you're unhappy, it, it can just turn into such a messy, messy thing that is absolutely unnecessary. I think a lot of people have this fear of imperfection, right? It's just interesting to me how many parents feel that they are less than perfect. And the problem is that they're, they're often is not perfection available to them, okay? 
it's what does perfect really mean? I mean, you know, when you're looking at other people's lives, if they seem absolutely rosy, they paint this rosy picture that that's eh, that's probably what they want you to see. Okay, so even though we like to behave as though we're fully in control and have conscious brains only, here's the thing. The unconscious brain often determines most outcomes and is largely out of our control. So. I always emphasize to parents especially that the ideal is to do your best rather than the best, okay? Do your best rather than the best because best is, it's all relative. It's different to everybody, okay? Teaching your children this lesson will help them to understand themselves in a much less judgmental way. We see so many children walking around in shame and disappointment in themselves, and that doesn't have to be. They learn that from their parents in most cases, not always, but in most cases. So remember what you're reflecting to your child when you take on these unnecessary burdens, these stress burdens, and remember what they're going to learn from it. You know, Guilt is also a way of holding on to something, and it's not a very effective or pleasant way to do this. But for instance, when parents fear loss of their children as the children grow up and mature into less dependent beings, these parents will do almost anything to hold on to the image of their children in their own minds. So guilt is like this adhesive, this glue that keeps your children stuck in your mind because negative emotions capture the attention center of the brain. Okay. It's, it's just something, it's a way that we've evolved. For some reason, that sensationalism we see in the news and that don't, don't wait, shop now, you're going to miss out on this. That attention center in the brain really perks up and listens. So, um, it can be captured more by these negative emotions than by positive, more mild, positive memories. So ask yourself how else you can face your anxieties about your children growing up or whatever it is that you're afraid of and how else you can hold on to their, you know, their precious little memories and those precious little children that they are or were while letting go of what you need to in the process. Think about, are you using guilt as a glue or an adhesive to hold on to your children? And if so, is there some other way to do this? Now, I'm a great one to talk about this because I'll tell you what, I I raised my children to be very independent and I allowed them to make a lot of important decisions in their life. And we all liked it that way. I mean, we talked it through. I didn't leave them on their own, but I didn't make a ton of decisions for them that I felt that they could make. And so I always felt really ready for them, you know, like emotionally prepared, I should say, for that day when they would both be out of the house. I didn't think that I would experience anything like the empty nest syndrome that we hear about. But I'll tell you, they were gone probably three months and bam, major depression hit me. And it blindsided me. And I didn't even know what it was at the time. I was like, what could this be? And so I sat down, I worked on it, I worked through it, I figured it out. And what it is, is for me, and I, I suspect a lot of others, is this awareness that 
all of a sudden, this sudden awareness that you will never have those little children back again, okay? These memories of them being toddlers were just like in my head like crazy. And it felt like I was mourning two physical beings. It felt like I was mourning my children, even though they still existed in this adult profile. My children were gone, and I was not prepared for that. So that's that's sort of like what we're talking here with the guilt glue. Um, I didn't use guilt too much at the time, but it did evolve to that eventually. Gosh, you know, those poor little children, they're not here anymore. I miss them. Geez, if I'd have done this differently, maybe it would be different. It just doesn't make sense logically, but it's how our heads work. So be prepared for these things and be prepared to reach out for help and to discuss it with a third party and or a second party. And, uh, you know, think about why you're using guilt and what it, how it is serving you. So these last few tips I realize that I've already kind of touched on in expanding on my original points, but I'm going to go over them briefly here. Um, number five is really to be as organized as possible. And we talked about making lists, but I'll tell you what, lists are your best friend with or without children. If you run a business, or you're a busy executive or whatever, lists are a best friend. You know, we tend to unnecessarily consume energy by worrying about things like what's for dinner and whose turn is it to carpool and what do I need to achieve at work. So get them out of your head and keep these thoughts in the proper place. And that is either in your, your, you know, like a task library or an app that you might use for organization and for time management or a good old paper and pencil or pen or on Outlook or in a list in Excel or whatever you use. They don't belong in your head. Okay, they don't serve you there. You want to make room and you will literally find that you feel like you have more room in your brain and in your energy centers when you get these things out of your head. So, you know, for instance, it might be tempting to just toss down your car keys wherever they land and your shoes wherever they fall. But when you waste that precious 20 minutes looking for those car keys, frantically searching for them, you're going to see it very, very differently. So lists number one and falling into some form of routine. Now, I am someone who fights routine, don't like routine, okay? But but I have learned how much under certain circumstances routine benefits me. And so... I have I have learned to embrace and actually love routine in some aspects of my life. So think about what you're doing that is just messy. That's just messy. And even though you might feel like you don't have time to put something in a proper place or to plan meals ahead of time or to plan out whatever it is, you really do because in the end, it's going to save you so much stress so you can be more productive and a lot of worry time. So be as organized as possible. Now, this next one is so important. So probably the most important of all, be grateful, okay? This practice of gratitude is part of the mindfulness practice that I I spoke of earlier. A practice of gratitude keeps you focused on the things that are good and right in your life rather than all that is seemingly wrong, okay, because you need it. And, And man, I've even, I've worked with people who 
have really tragic stuff going on in their lives. And they still are able to capture the gratitude. And that just fills them with the energy and the love that they need to make it through a tragedy. Okay. So remember, capture your son's smile in your mind's eye, carry it with you like a snapshot, carry your daughter's laughter with you and celebrate every single milestone in your business, every single achievement. People don't take enough time out to do that. And there are so many other ways to practice gratitude. But I love to just write down a few things a day, not say them out loud, but write them down and say them out loud that you that I'm grateful for. And it's such a powerful practice. And we don't have time into to get into why, but you've heard me talk about this before. So be grateful. The last one we really did cover and it's be open to change. So, you know, Too many stay-at-home entrepreneurs won't accept that they can give up their original plan, that they don't have to um, stick to how they saw this vision working out. And, you know, we know we have to be flexible with children as a given. We have absolutely no choice, but you you all you do have a choice to be flexible with change and so if you once believed that putting your child in daycare was the best option or you you know you had some other belief and and you thought you'd stay home with your child at your side and raise this happy business you know and it's not working out understand that you can change And you've got to accept that you cannot give 100% to parenting and 100% to your business because, hey, that just doesn't add up. We don't have 200% capacity. We just don't. If your plans don't feel right, then sit down with your spouse, significant other, whoever you need to, and create one that does feel right and accept that it's perfectly fine to veer from your original plans if it's not getting you to where you want to be. In fact, that's what successful entrepreneurs do. So I hope you find found this helpful for you today. And again, if you need or want some help working through this, I'm happy to discuss that with you. Reach out to me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com or you can just go to my website, MarlaTabaka.com. There's a contact form there that you can fill out, whatever feels easiest for you. And my website also has my phone number, uh, my office number. So you are more than welcome to give that a call and uh, to set up your consultation. I would very much look forward to hearing from you. So this is Marla Tabaka, and I have enjoyed being with you here today. And I look forward to seeing you next week right here on the TogiNet Network and the Million Dollar Mindset. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if you